Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. Welcome also to our Facebook Live and YouTube audience. Thanks so much for joining us each week here in Aspen where we feature inspirational locals. Now 16 years The Local Show. And again, I'm Eric Scarvin, your host. So excited to bring a longtime friend, and he's actually been on the show before, but now his first appearance is the new Aspen mayor, Mayor Tory. <laughs> Welcome to the show, buddy. It's the local show. It's the local Eric. show. People you work with, people you know. I love watching your show. Thanks, man. Yeah, it is a slice of uh, local information and entertainment. It's awesome. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks. My pleasure to be here. Well, and it's guests like you that have really driven it. In all seriousness, like it's people pursuing their dreams, having success, and sharing some of their secrets, <laughs> secrets to success, uh, but really to inspire fellow locals yeah. and now a growing viewership, frankly, around the world with the online exposure with Facebook and YouTube, and it's been incredible. It's uh, exciting. It's where you should be. Well, and Grassroots is amazing, too, in terms of its history, going back to 1972 as America's original public access TV station. So that's neat to share with people from around the world. First and free. First and free. There you go. Yep. Free ranging. <laughs> so how's your summer been? What an amazing summer it's been, especially compared to like last summer. Yeah, well, yeah. Last summer had its uh, trials and tribulations. This summer has yeah. been amazing. I mean, uh, a lot's happened uh, both for me, uh, but also yeah. just town has been amazing this year. Yes. Uh, the weather's been gorgeous. Uh, temperatures have been wonderful. The people have been fantastic. I really felt like yeah. the vibe this year in town was really positive and upbeat. Yes. Yes. And guess what? We're not done. <laughs> it ain't over. It is not over. I like to say till the skinny Nord sings. <laughs> I don't know any skinny Nords, no, but you know. None, not one. Sounds more appropriate than the fat lady in Aspen. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so you know, we've been, got a lot of summer left, and um, yeah. but it's been great. How's yours been? It's been incredible. Thanks for asking. I call it pedaling, paddling, and petting. Petting being hiking. Did the first hike ever to the top of Highland Bowl. Summertime Outside hike. of winter, yeah, without my skis, hike. and that's a long one, man. Yeah. That was, you know, what was really hurtful. It was the descent because yeah, I'm used to hiking up Aspen Mountain think, and taking course. the gondola down. Yeah, but all that walking down, probably four or five miles, my little cyclist softy quads are feeling it still. Now, did you run into anybody else up there? Were, were no other one. people summer? No one. So not like three or four trains going up Aspen Mountain, right? Especially for Bluegrass Sunday, which is when we usually go. So Sunday up at the Highlands was was church like and, That's awesome. and and magical and peaceful and That's awesome. just absolutely loving summer. Uh, we recent summer time for picnics and we recently had a community yeah. picnic. Oh uh, yeah, and I heard you right. were there serving up. Were you uh, serving up some goodies? Of course. Um, this year we had a greater attendance. Uh, the year after year it keeps growing. It was actually yeah. just right out here on the red right. brick lawn. Red um, there were a lot of activities and games and fun things for kids to do, uh, live music from some music school students, and of course, uh, burgers and veggie burgers and hot dogs and all the fixins nice. for everybody that showed up. So about 800 people came through. Wow. That's right. 
Super cool. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was a great time. Well, whenever we say free food in Aspen, you know you're going to get a big turnout. It, it's true. It, <laughs> do, it does that. Um, you know, but just the community spirit. But I'm, I'm, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought it up because that's something that um, I and this council are really focused on is really trying yeah. to bring our community back together a little bit. Yeah. The community picnic is just one avenue that we're doing that, but we're going to look yeah. for more opportunities uh, throughout the summer included. Here's my idea. You know how we have food and wine? We're going to have a locals edition called Booze and Swine. This is an old-fashioned pig roast like we grew up with in Wisconsin, <laughs> and we just got barrels. We called them barrels. We didn't have kegs. Just barrels of beer and big pigs on the spit roasting all day, and mm. Booze and Swine. Booze and Swine. we got to do it. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, you, you know, for years, we, uh, <laughs> a couple of friends uh, uh, had the bad wine and good food. Oh, okay. So everybody, you know, every bottle had to be under $10, that kind of thing. But um, oh. I like what you're saying. We need more just community yeah. get-togethers, and that's a good one. Right. Well, we're going to get together with my underwriters right now. Did you like that segue? I do. Yeah. And we're going to thank them for, <laughs> for making these shows happen this summer. Uh, I'm so appreciative of Aspen Square, been with us since day one, Klug Properties, Independence Pass Foundation, Picking County Landfill, and near and dear to my heart, Sundog Athletics. We'll go to our only break of the show, guys. We'll be back in two minutes. If you see these guys around town, uh, please thank them for supporting the local Amen. show and public access TV. We'll be right back with Meritori. we got so much to get to, you guys, so don't go away. <laughs> I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Locals Show. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to We're back here on the local show with good friend, longtime friend, and now mayor of Aspen, Tory, the man who goes by one name. And actually, that leads me to something fun. And just real briefly, what reaction do you get? Like, now that you're mayor of Aspen, you're meeting these politicos, say, from other areas, other counties, other parts of Colorado, and it's like the one name mayor, Aspen, Tory. What, what's kind of the re reaction you get? I, I think they're kind of, most of them are reserved on the reaction. Only a few have actually said, what is this about? And what, tell me more. Uh -huh. um, a little curious. I'll tell you, is I, I, I would, I would uh, 
offer a bet that I, I bet some of them think, you know, Aspen is that kind of funky town. Yeah. I think they are totally, you know, they believe it. Like that makes right. sense. It does make <laughs> right. sense. Yes. Oh, of course, the mayor of Aspen has right. one name. So <laughs> mayor of Aspen, good looking, <laughs> athletic, smart guy. Yeah. You know where this is leading to? No. Not that I want to date you. No. But are you still available and single I, guy? I'm or? in a relationship. Okay. I have a long distance relationship. My okay. girlfriend lives in San Francisco. Okay, that's yeah. all you have to say. Yeah. Although inquiring minds want to know. Well, <laughs> we'll talk more after the show. She'll be here Labor Day weekend, so. Excellent, excellent. So you still the street bowling guy around town? You had kind of were one of the pioneers of street we, bowling. This is serious, man. This is like a whole new adventure sport avenue. We um, still doing that? Yes, we are still street bowling. Um, uh, we street bowl right out in front of the Wheeler Opera House. Okay. Um, you know, back when it was Bentley's, we used to sit out there and, um, you know, have cold beverages and street bowl. Nice. It, it was too, it was a little too far to go down to eligible all the time that we wanted to bowl. <laughs> right. So uh, I got 10 pins and I got a couple bowling balls and, you know, uh, it gives a whole new true meaning to gutter ball. There's a true gutter ball. <laughs> there you go. Um, but what we really have been doing is is we play a few games or whatever, but we love long distance. So um, oh. we'll try to see how far. So uh, let's see. From the corner by uh, the Wheeler Opera House, going back to about the middle of the Prospector Hotel. That's a ooh, that's, that's a good distance. It's a it's over it's 100 50, feet or so. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say 50 yards or not not quite that far. Just about though. You're about wow. Right, right? You're about long distance, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm and, getting a theme here. And it's true. You know, hey, the last time we did it, we only bowled for uh, about uh, 15 minutes or so. We played a quick three, uh, three frame game. That's my friend Spencer and I. He's one of the yeah, guys that sure. I pull on all these adventures. Like Aspen Shout Ringer. Shout out to Spencer McKnight. Yep, Spencer McKnight. You know Aspen Ringer? It's another no. game that we've invented no. downtown. Aspen Ringer, you take a hula hoop um, and you try to throw it over the rugby poles and get a... Get a ringer on the rugby poles. Oh, out. Yeah, I yeah. like Aspen it. ringer. I'm spreading the word about Are Aspen there adult ringer. beverages involved by chance? They don't have to be. It's not required whatsoever. And okay, it's not required. Park, so generally, no. Okay, but permissible. <laughs> <laughs> so we had just had an opening of a new pedestrian bikeway, which is near and dear to my heart. I actually uh, was yeah. fortunate to give a little input yeah. as I serve on open space and trails for the city of Aspen. But the Hallam Street Ped Bikeway... Yep. Ribbon cutting and now open. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, just coming over here um, just now to, to see you, uh, yes. I saw a family walking down the middle of the street, bicyclists yeah. passing by on the other side. Yeah. Um, and you could, almost, you could almost tell that they were happy because of that experience, that they, yeah. they knew that they were pedestrian safe and uh, in, in a place where there were gonna, it was going to be less traffic. It was almost just them walking down the street. You could kind of sense that from them. So I right. love it. I think it's great. You can tell by the body language if they feel safe That's and comfortable, right. and they're obviously doing it. Yeah. And then the picture in the paper the other day just showed like a fair amount of traffic of car, car not cars, but non-cars, right. I should say, of bikes, there was a guy on a Wii cycle yeah. with a trailer of bikes and all these people walking and biking. So I think it's great. Where do you see that heading? Um, you know, in similar alternatives to the car. Yeah. You know, well, healthy alternatives to the single use car. You know, and, you, and I mean, you uh, as a bike advocate, as you've been for years and a part of the community and the biking community here in Aspen, as you are, uh, we see it as a, a trail of connectivity. You know, we're, we're yeah. looking to make it accessible as possible for as many people as possible. You know, and I'll say this just because, look, there are sometimes you got to drive your car. There's sometimes 
You got to yeah. take gear with you. You got to take dogs with you. You got to yeah. go to the grocery, whatever it is. But when you have the opportunity to get out of your automobile and take a healthier alternative like walking or taking a bike, that's what we're here to support. Right, right. And we're going to continue to support it. And it's, again, just carving out those opportunities when we don't have to drive. A short errand, say. Like I have, I have let's just say, people in my neighborhood that drive daily to City Market. That might be six or seven blocks away. I'm not sure. But there's a free bus that goes by every 20 yeah. minutes that drops you right at City Market. So, again, those opportunities to do something healthier for us, for everyone around us, really, because yeah. less cars is better for everyone. And, of course, the environment. So Absolutely. one of the general ways I like to think about is Mother Nature gives us everything. Can we give her a little something back? <laughs> I mean, really, really. And it's that's sweet, awesome. but it's important. I, uh, I appreciate that. And that's, a, that's one of the messages that we want to share with other people that are visiting as well so that they can take that and uh, back to wherever they're from as well and try to employ that where they live. Right, and work on more of these alternatives, more Absolutely. of this connectivity. It'd be nice ultimately to connect out to the Intercept lot. Yeah. You know, maybe with e-bikes. You know, when we get that pathway connectivity Absolutely. finished. Now, speaking of Mother Nature, we had our third human bear conflict oh. this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, Sunday evening at one of yeah. the local restaurants. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to go into names and the personal aspect, but uh, that restaurant was fined $500 as it was a repeat offender. Yeah. Where do you see some of the solutions being? As this is going on year after year <clears throat> after year with the unsecured trash containers. Yeah both residentially and commercially, do you see some solutions that would just be kind of low-hanging fruit? We're going to put some more resources into this. This year has been a, I guess you'd call it a banner year for bears. Um, they seem to be uh, um, in every neighborhood, um, and uh, they're getting uh, more and more comfortable with that initial encounter, which is leading to the altercations that we're seeing as well. So what yeah. are we going to do? We're having education and enforcement. Right. You know, um, these days there are plenty of uh, alternatives and, and solutions to keep your trash locked up and safe, and, and that's what everybody needs to be doing. Do you see us maybe bringing on more Aspen police officers? Because I think some of the times it's, it's like getting to those situations quick enough that there's not enough personnel. Sometimes there's only two squads yeah. on duty, for example. Yeah. Isn't that part of just... Like enough, not enough enforcement out there. Yeah, you know, I I think that the um, APD is currently looking at both using their safety officers as well, right? Okay. So um, uh, there's an opportunity for engagement of of many jurisdictions, um, parks and open space, streets even because of their association with where these bears are, alleyways, etc. So I think uh, it takes really a lot of us to start being aware of what's going on, and that means both where and when the bears are, and yeah why they are being attracted there. Right. I think just as community members reporting when we see unsecured trash cans to try to prevent right. a situation, whether yeah. either a human's getting hurt or a bear is getting euthanized. Yeah, and, and real quickly, you know, I, absolutely. And, and so people know, you know, uh, there's no harm in that. Uh, all, all that's going to happen yeah. is somebody's going to come out and have a conversation and make sure right. that the people are aware that they are right. supposed to be securing their trash. Right. Oftentimes it's people that don't really know Right. That they're supposed to do what they're supposed to do. Right. People that are visiting Aspen, uh, if you're not from a place that has bear encounters, then you probably don't know how to handle them. Right. So. Exactly. We have people from all over the world yeah. visiting, uh, have homes here, uh, locals, and most locals know better. I think it's a matter of just yeah. you know taking the extra step and securing these containers yeah. is what we're talking about. Maybe one warning, 
But I don't know about this multiple warning thing. That seems to be like people aren't really paying attention when you give them multiple opportunities and then they finally get a fine. Yeah. So maybe kind of tightening hey, up Hey, once process. you educate somebody, you should be asking them to be on board. Right, right. Well, let's move on. We've got um, Lyft 1. Wow. That was one of the, if not the biggest development application we've seen in decades. Yeah. Since really we voted on the Ritz yeah. back in the day, which is now the St. Regis. That came to a community vote. This did too. Passed by 26 votes. 26 votes. And now the Browns have pulled out, and it seems like it's reverting back to their former approval, yeah. which I think was 2011, for a smaller, or we might say right-sized project, and they have to house 100% of their yeah. employees. What's the? Is there any other information right now? I mean, that you've Not heard? Not currently. Uh, I'm sure that those parties are... Um at least talking. I don't know in which direction it's going. But um, right now, from the city standpoint, um, we're just kind of waiting to see how that uh, plays out a little bit before they, if they want to come to us and, and, you know, talk to us about that situation, that's great. But right now, we're just waiting and see. What are your feelings on that? I mean, you came out and you were in opposition um, voting no on that pro on that proposal. Do you have any feelings on that right now? You know, I, I, I felt at the time of the vote that... Um, it was a little too much yeah. development for that side of the mountain. Um, I was excited about the opportunities that it was presenting, but I also questioned why we couldn't um, achieve some of those goals without that much density over there. And when I talk about density, listen, I'm, I'm okay with uh, hotel room development, uh, et cetera, but I was really hoping that some of the development would be maybe a little bit more community serving and a little bit more uh, community accessible. Um, and in a little bit more community inclusive. If, if, that, if that's too much of political ease speak, I can go into detail about it. But um, the higher end development that was scheduled up there was not something that I was in full support of. I am, you know, as mayor and as somebody that really works for the city of Aspen now and the citizenry of Aspen, I'm looking to make whatever solution best work out the best for this community. So um, if if the winds change again and something else is coming our way, I'm going to evaluate it on behalf of my community and okay. work hard for my community on it. Here's a more of a general question about being mayor of Aspen. Uh, your, your expectations <laughs> leading into this had really built up for over 16 years as you had been in local politics as a city council person, and then you had run for mayor unsuccessfully, and now you are mayor. Yeah. How does that differ from your expectations, or is it, just what you had expected. What are some of those things that observations? Uh, you know, it, it is so, uh, a lot of what I expected. You know, for me, it's all about the issues and the job, right? Yeah. You know, I, I've I've never run for mayor because of the title that mayor is, um, because yeah. of the position. Certainly not the pay. <laughs> the worldwide prestige. <laughs> anyway, for none of those reasons, I've really uh, my ambition has been to, been to work for my community on the issues that impact my community. So, for me, um, it's pretty much what I expected. I will tell okay. you that that one of the things that's been difficult in the first, I think we're at nine nine weeks, two two months and a week or something like that, okay. ha has been the current situation with no um, official city manager, right. right? So right now our city government uh, as an organization is a little thin. Um, we have our interim city manager. We have no assistant, true assistant city managers. Other people have been pitching in and uh, have been uh, raised uh, to levels of assistant city managers. 
but you know, it's kind of a skeleton crew over there. So yeah. the biggest challenge I think for this council that's gotten sworn in recently is the fact that normally you would hit the ground running with uh, a full boat of staff and administration and managers in order to, to start working on policy and the things that you want to implement. And we've had to, you know, take a little bit of time in the beginning here and and search out for a new city manager. But we're getting very close, aren't we? It'll be very soon. I'm yeah. very encouraged by the process, excited yeah. about where we're going, yeah. and then and then excited um, you know, to get to get to work. Right, right. Okay. Um, environmental leadership. Yes. Yes. We talked about it uh, when you've been on the show yes. in the past. You talked about it during your campaign. Yeah. And we were talking about an expansion of the single-use plastic ban, yeah. which currently just applies to single-use plastic bags. Correct. What's yeah. your vision for that? <laughs> Expanding that. Because now they're talking about it in Carbondale. Oh, yeah, okay. we're getting into the nitty-gritty, man. You know, so, they're talking um, about it in Carbondale, expanding the, their single-use plastic ban. Yeah, They are think? as well. I mean, there's other places. I'll tell you, so two things. One, um, Colorado has some Colorado state laws okay. that preempt us from being able to do certain types of single-use plastic bans. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So as we've gotten deeper into this as an issue that Aspen really wants to impact, uh, we see that now um, what we need to do is really start um, having some influence and input into our state legislature okay. and, and getting in contact with the people that we need to change what's going on at the state level. However, that being said, we are still working on it. And I will say this, what I, what I would like to do is facilitate before we legislate. So what I've noticed in this community is that there are a number of places that are choosing to go compostable with uh, whether it's plastic straws, to go containers, okay. uh, whatever, you, whatever we're talking about. You know, so that's first is that we want to facilitate people making the right choice here in Aspen because so many people want to do it on their own. Right. At the same time, we are looking for, um, you know, the ways that we are going to legislatively mandate some of the behaviors that we want Aspen to model. And that includes like downtown composting from restaurants and hotels, okay. uh, things like that. But we have our challenges ahead of us, even though it's a shared goal by this council, um, you know, we have to work on it from the right angles. What if we just went after single-use water bottles? Would the state block that process or preempt? As you mentioned, if we just say we're going to take these one at a time, yeah, uh, piecemeal, single I mean, is that use, a possibility? Single-use uh, water bottles, um, that is an issue that we can start to work on outside of the preemptions. Those are not preempted. Okay. Um, so for me, I would really start at the bottom of that. I would start looking at some of the smallest of those eight ounce disposable plastic water bottles, okay. 10 ounce disposable water bottles. Okay. Some of the larger ones, I would slowly get towards that. But, um, okay. you know, it, where we live in a high altitude dry climate like this, our visitors need water. So we can get these into as many people's <laughs> hands as possible. That, that one is from the Aspen Tap program. Given out by the city, uh -huh. reusables. Um, and uh, that brings back a lot of memories for me because I was on council during that whole campaign and really forwarded this water bottle design actually back in the day. Nice. Um, anyway, but um, we can do our best to get reusable water bottles into everybody's hands and get yeah. the message out there that this is how we do it here. Yeah. Um, but there are still certain instances that I want to make sure that people have their water and and so what I'm saying is we should start looking at incrementally start working towards that goal. So maybe more water stations Absolutely. to facilitate it. Maybe more reusable containers we could give out. Make it cool. 
Like, I think it, there's like this like celebrity hip cool thing too that we could tap into, like, <laughs> like Klaus. If we had a photo yeah. of Klaus with the city of Aspen ad, like, or, or, Klaus uses Aspen Tap, you know. Um, uh, Gretchen Blyler so, is another yes. one who, um, she actually started her own water bottle manufacturing company called yes. the Alex Bottle. Alex, we featured it here yeah, on the show. Absolutely. So, yeah, there are, there are some local resources that we could be tapping into. Nice. Tapping literally. Into. Literally. <laughs> uh, different kind of tapping than we did in college. <laughs> okay, so Barrels. the other thing that's kind of sitting and we're down in just a couple of minutes, but the airport is is a massive yeah. uh, project that's being looked at from a lot yeah. of different committees and individuals yeah. and citizens. And the private aircraft, it's been reported, is the biggest carbon footprint in Aspen, Colorado. Puts out more pollution than anything else. Is there anything we can do to impact the airport in terms of minimizing the pollution out there, the pollution damage, the harm, literally to the community, first of all, but then just to the environment in general? Anything we can do to affect that? That's a great question. Um, Boy, if you saw the numbers recently, our carbon uh, emissions at the airport uh, skyrocketed uh, last year. I believe it. Um, And they are continuing to grow. We keep adding flights and and planes and private planes. Growth, you're absolutely right. So... um, Aside from supporting new technology, which there is a desire in the aircraft industry to create cleaner burning and yet ultimately uh, uh, renewable energy type aircraft. So there is a movement going on there, but that's a slow one to come. I guess I would say this in our in our airport planning process that's going on right now. I think that that needs to be a threshold question for us about not having expansion that is expanding that greenhouse uh, footprint. Um, and that's a tough one for this community. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's benchmarks where we can start looking at ways to limit that growth. But um, you know, just as far as minimizing it or reducing it, that's that's a little. That's bit, a tough one. Well, it's yeah. it's federal. You know, it's it the FAA. Fed. Yep. So there's only so much you can do there to influence a federal facility. Um, but anyway, I think I think what you said is is um, you know try to support newer technologies. Yeah. Um, let's look at the size. Size does matter with all these different projects we're talking about. Because yeah. obviously bigger <clears> means you know, more. more of everything. And, and we to- need to weigh those impacts. And that includes the ground transportation that's coming out of the airport as well. You know, We need that to think well. about all this. Minimize it where we can. Tori, speaking of reusable beverage containers, yes. I have probably the coolest one since the 60s. Because it's filled with cookies yeah, that you made. Yeah, well, it's, it's like psychedelic. <laughs> Don't worry, the cookies are not. <laughs> But I wanted to thank you. I freshly baked organic chocolate chips for you. Uh, this is from our partner, partners at Pitkin County Landfill. Did you have fun on the show today? I love coming over here. Let's thanks, do it buddy. again. We will. We all definitely right. will. Thanks for all you thanks, do for Eric. Aspen. No, Eric, thanks so you for all you, you do for Aspen. Man, this is a great show, but it's you, your presence every day, whether it's on Facebook or out in the community. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for saying that. Again, thanks for all you do for Aspen. And thank you guys for watching The Local Show. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at LandfillRules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, IndependencePass.org.
Sundog Athletics Aspen's Adventure Sports School is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to 